Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat episode 371. An awesome show for you this week. As always, we're going to talk about the Super NES pre-order mayhem, uh, the big new games that we're playing, but also it's the end of Miiverse as we know it. We'll talk about that and more, but first a message from our sponsor. Listen! 
things, guys. IGN has teamed up with Ubisoft to give away a Nintendo Switch console, copies of Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, and more awesome prizes as well. Go to ign.formstack.com slash forms slash NVC underscore sweepstakes to enter. But that's not all. Later on this episode, to celebrate the release of Rabbids invading the Mushroom Kingdom, making it crazier than ever, we invaded the streets of San Francisco to test everyone's knowledge in this Mario and Rabbids trivia. But for now, back to you guys. Here we go. Welcome back. I would like to introduce our panel quickly. We've got the esteemed Zach Ryan. Uh, what's up, everybody's golf? We've got Brian Altano. <laughs> Not esteemed at all, thanks. And we've got Jonathan Dordenbush. Charmed, I'm sure. And I'm Pierre Schneider. And we have a lot of stuff for you this week, so we're going to get right into it. First of all, we were gone at Gamescom. That's we true. did a shortened little 30-minute NVC. We hope you watched it live from the, the show in Cologne. Cologne was amazing. One thing we didn't get to talk about was the bane of our existence, pre-ordering uh, Nintendo Pro. Yes, that's true. Yes. 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 Uh, so well, how did that go for you guys? I was not fun here. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were at a distinct advantage when we were in Europe because I think thanks in part to Gamescom, Nintendo Nintendo announced that pre-orders were live uh, during basically uh, Central European time, right? When it was convenient for us to to get pre-orders going. Well, during convenient during a relaxed German breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. It was a. It was a. A nice uh, plate of wet eggs yeah. and uh, half-cooked bacon yep. and yep. Uh, Super Nintendo classic pre-orders. Right oh, on the side. Um, yeah. Specialty. So, yeah, I don't know. I think there was sort of a, a false uh, confidence that came out of those initial pre-orders because we got links through Wario64, friend of the show, um, who sent out Amazon buy links to a page that was nearly uninhabited. Um, there but it was looked no, weird, right? Yeah, it wasn't so there, yeah, it was like, yeah, there was Nintendo there was, Switch Game Trust. Right, so there, yeah. was correct, there was correct language, like there was all the right, uh, the information was there, they just didn't have any of the official images from Nintendo, which was a little bit fishy to begin with. No, but no I, it looked like a GeoCities page. It was yeah. like the Space Jam website. It also, I mean, Space there was Jam no website. technically like official announcement that the pre-orders were live. Yeah. Technically, like they put up a thing on the SNES site that said, okay. hey, these are the places you will be able to pre-order, but they didn't say when or how. And then Best Buy, I think, went early. And then, like, that was at 9 o'clock here right. on the West Coast. And I got off a train and all the pre-orders were gone. So midnight yeah. New York time. Yes, yeah. Oh, great. And then Amazon went up, like, an hour later. And then everyone else pretty much went live the next morning, all at the same time around 10 a.m. Pacific. Mm-hmm. So yeah. clearly I think those people jumped the gun somehow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because they went live at, like, 10 p.m. the night before. So, so clearly just a... So long story cut short. Yeah. Did you get a pre-order in? I think so. Did you? Did? did you? I got one on Best Buy and one on Amazon. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. I got one a week later. Wow. Yeah. You guys so, are good. Because every time I'd be like walking somewhere in, in the city and I look at my phone, I'm like, oh, look at all those Twitter notifications. It's like, NVC fans, thank you so much. Tweeting at me going like, go, go, go. And I'm like seeing the counter. And it's like six minutes ago. I'm like, uh, yeah. nope, all gone. Yeah. For, to every cl- time. I mean, to, for, to, to clarify, I ordered two specifically because I saw I knew someone here at IGM would get screwed over because that's yeah, the that's way this so works. Nice no, I'm, yeah. then, you know, and then the first one I'm going to sell for ridiculous amounts of money on eBay. <laughs> Tens no, just of kidding. thousands of dollars. Yeah. I'm going to put it on my under my TV where I won't play it. But but so what what we thought would happen that the window would be open longer 
again didn't happen. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. And it was also I just the, the total surprise of the timing of it, too. Right. So, like, I, it's great that there were pre-orders. Why was it not orchestrated just as a normal, like, well, hey. Well, and then why yeah. was there no messaging? Yes. Yeah. Time? No yeah. messaging. And one of the things, one of the sentiments that I saw frequently in the NVC podcast forums was like, Hey, this is a really crummy time to put pre-orders live because most of the United States is asleep. Yeah. yeah. It was fine for us, fine, I say in air quotes, because we were at least awake and had an opportunity to see those pre-orders go live. Right. But like that's an entire portion of the world that was just passed out asleep. We were and in didn't a, get an opportunity yeah. to even have a chance at, at We were in a, a region that that has a completely different looking Super Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> like I actually took photographs of it at the Nintendo press booth at, at Gamescom. It's a different looking system. We yeah. didn't grow up with it it's really cool looking but we i could order the american one from germany and then a couple months ago i ordered the german one from america i think yeah and in the middle like then you have all these people being like we jumped the gun and they cancel pre-orders and the trick is now is like you have to have all of these apps on your phone with all of your credit card information stored in every single one i have that so too. that's safe yeah. and then if you don't like basically you click through and it's like i'm sorry what's your pin code on the back of your credit card if you don't put that in in time what is it like what is yours Six six, but, six, 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 six. But you also have you. You also. I signed up for notifications Met. everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Like even that didn't help. And like on Amazon, yeah. you sign up on one page, but the other page took the pre-order. It's like, so oh, that's what I think. Yeah. I think yeah. we must have. I think the link that, that Wario sixty four must have provided to us. Well. Us, I say the general populace, uh, it must have been some weird Amazon backdoor yeah. order page yeah. because I got a notification from Never. Amazon, an email probably four or five days later that said that my order wasn't canceled, but that I wouldn't re- be receiving an order um, on on day on and time. date. Yeah. So, like, I think the estimated shipping is like a week after launch, which, which uh, is yeah, fine. Well, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I yeah. wish that's how what the pre-order window would look like. Like, you get day one, and then it bumps you down to the, the next, next sure. one. Yeah, because like I still, I still feel that. There will be enough to go around in the end. It's just that it creates a stupid, annoying rush in the beginning. I don't when, think. I don't think it. I. I don't think at all there will be enough to go around. So I don't no, think here's here's one thing that I think is I think interesting. We're hearing uh, unconfirmed reports, and I say unconfirmed because I'm not. I actually wanted to check with you before the show, but I didn't get yeah. a chance to. Um, that. Am- uh, not Amazon. Walmart is going through and canceling anybody who's ordered more than one system and reclaiming those orders, so that Walmart might have a, a secondary yeah. stock that's so, ready and to go. I know that's happened to a few people on staff. I haven't heard directly from them about like this an effort to do that from Walmart necessarily, but yeah. I have the sense that that's happening with multiple outlets because I too I pre-ordered from Target, I believe, and originally it had a ship date of October yeah. 10th. Yeah. Two days ago, it said no, actually it's going to ship on the 29th. Okay, and they- on September 29th. And so my thought is they helped streamline like the amount of what was going right. on. And GameStop, yeah. so when, when I when I couldn't get a pre-order in through GameStop, I called my daughter in the US and said, Go down to GameStop, you know, just take money. There's money in the house somewhere. And pre-order. So it was money in the said, banana stand. She said that um, the GameStop guy said they only got seven systems in for that store. And they were gone in a couple of minutes. Well, people, people and GameStop, were, people were there, but they say on day there will be walk-ins. Yes, yeah. But well, they were also doing like bundles. It was like, hey, do you want well, an yeah. SNES? Also buy this book and this other controller for another six. Their straightforward pre-orders sold out in eight minutes. Yeah. yeah. If you didn't want it in a bundle, you had eight minutes, top to bottom, to get a pre-order. Plenty in. of time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's insane. No, they said the the demand has actually exceeded the NES Classic, which is like, what? How did that well, get harder? Well, because when everybody's you, freaking out, and you know, when yeah. when the story of the NES Classic becomes that it's so hard to find, yeah, that you announce a second like a successor system. The story that's ingrained in people's mind was like, wow, that last one. one was really hard to my, find. I better yeah. get one yeah. now. And yeah. for my friend, yeah. even if I would like, exactly. I would totally think the NES Classic would be the larger like system worldwide, sort of like people would want to pick up, I can see why the initial rush for this would be bigger than the NES. See, yeah, I, sure. I, I yeah. feel the other way around. I feel like the, the SNES would be m- m- a much bigger draw, especially considering how much stronger that lineup is. I, I was on the yeah. lineup, sure, but I just think like inherently in people's minds, they might think of like, oh, the Nintendo, like the yeah. original yeah. NES. Like, people okay. may have just saw that and thought, oh, that's the thing I know. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I agree. Um, I don't know. I, I think that like Good times. people camping out in stores, that was obviously uh, paid off for a lot of people. That's a good bet because you're not sitting there refreshing on websites. I'm still not entirely convinced that we ordered them from Amazon Me because neither. during Gamescom, I went and checked my checked my orders page on Amazon and I clicked on that product listing and uh, I got that like stock image of a dog when something goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like a golden retriever and it's just like, Lewis says, oops. And I was like, did I get one or not? You're going to yeah. get a sewing machine. We all know. I hope I get a dog. That'd be Nintendo great. Stitch. Eventually, yeah. the, make uh, my own Star Fox. The link to eventually the link to the page that we purchased our units through was nuked, so it was taken off. But I will say that I have gone back and checked my Amazon order list, and it's still there in the okay. same. And I'm, I look at it every other day in the same way that like it was so easy for me to pre-order a Switch mm-hmm. that I kept checking it in the months leading up to launch because I was like that was too easy. It's probably too good to be true. Yeah. And I kind of feel the same way about the SNES Classic. I'm really really hoping that I okay. got one. Well, yeah, you're right. Mine actually says Super NES Classic from Nintendo right now, currently unavailable. High five. So, I don't know. One thing is for sure, ladies and gentlemen, these guys put the credit card information in it and somebody has it. If it's you, buy yourself a nice drink and raise one on us. Yeah, get yourself Lewis the dog. He yeah. seems adorable. Enjoy Lewis the dog. So we're going to move on to the next topic. Um, it's the end of the Meverse. As we know it. It's done. <laughs> I'll uh, that. We, we, knew, we knew it was going to happen. Right, they they nobody supports an online plan for forever, and right. Nintendo yeah. certainly yeah. has sunset a bunch. Not even going back to the Rand Net DD days, yeah. which <laughs> only I had the pleasure of enjoying my uh, my horse racing newspapers online and everything. Okay. I still think it's a huge. It, it's a it was a big impact on our last election that they shut down the Everybody Votes channel. <laughs> <laughs> That was a huge problem for us. Okay. No one knows how anymore. Yeah, very nice. They also so, shut down TV, which I think you're really bearing the lead here. So how will T-T-V. I know what's on TV? Your TVII or whatever. Does it, yeah. If you guys don't remember what that was, that was that kind of uh, remote control overlay that you could use with the uh, with the system. It was actually yeah. really interesting because you could use it with Wii U at when Wii U launched, and you'd watch a movie on like Amazon Prime, and then your your uh, screen on the Wii U pad would show you like the actors in the movie yeah. during it. Which yeah. Was oh, like we use interesting. The- Amazon has that like X-ray feature. Yeah, I didn't know they moved it yeah. down to that. Uh, and this actually never launched in Europe. Like it huh. was, it's been coming soon for Europe forever, yeah. and then now it's not. So what? Did you, what, what did you guys do yeah. the whole time? At the promise of TV was <laughs> actually pretty interesting. Did you? Yeah. Well, the, the promise was interesting, right? It was sort of like that website. Can I stream it? Yeah. Where you would be like, I want to watch Blade Runner, yeah. and it w- you type it in, and it would be like, it's on Netflix and Amazon, and you can rent it through here or through here, or it'd be like, it's on HBO at two p.m. tomorrow. But guess what happened? The didn't people work. who actually watched linear TV like that did not buy a Wii U. Yeah, you know, and that's like the, true. the yeah. Wii was a mainstream machine that maybe some older folks had, but like, let's face it, the young uh, younger gamers 
watch the shows online and on Netflix and like they don't they don't need this tool set. I agree. Well, yeah. 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 But I mean regardless yeah. of what's happening with TV, Meverse is going away, right? Well, that's a, that's a sad uh, sad part. So, uh the death uh bells will toll <laughs> on November 7th at 10 p.m. <laughs> Pacific. So get in there quick and you know draw whatever. Get all your weird memes out. Yeah. yeah. If you're right if you're wondering how does Metroid crawl, this is your last chance to goodbye ask that back. question. Yeah. Do you want to read the uh, goodbye message from uh, Nintendo? What got? Yeah, so Nintendo says between now and the end of the Miiverse service, a new feature will allow you to request a downloadable version of your Miiverse post history. So that doesn't mean that you're losing all your weird goofs and sketches forever. It just means that It'll you've got to offload them somewhere else. So. Yeah. You so, can post them on Tumblr, where yeah. they probably should also. You don't have yeah. to go right. home, yeah. but you have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> so um, about a hundred games are affected by the shutdown, right? So yeah. little little features won't work anymore. You know, if you guys remember in uh, in, uh, in in Mario in Super Mario, you had the the little notes you could leave for friends, right? right. Uh, Mario Kart Eight actually um, used uh, Miiverse for YouTube uploads. Yep. Yeah. So the replays that yep. will no longer function as well. In yeah. The game on the, yeah. On the Wii U. I think like just as like a, a a kid that went to art school, I absolutely love the, like the drawing element of what people yeah. were doing for oh, the yeah. universe. Like it was really really interesting. So Smash Brothers Wii U, no level edits, sharing, and all that kind of like no tournament setups. Obviously, all that kind of stuff will go away too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll see. I mean, maybe that means they uh, they've got a new Smash Brothers in the works to uh, to get us soon or collection so that we regain some of that function. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. That I was pretty cool. Feel right? like that has to be coming. Yeah, yeah. No more Blade reports in Xenoblade Chronicles X. Um, but he kills so many vampires. Yeah, I really liked Miiverse because I think, like, you know, <laughs> in lieu of Nintendo having, again, proper online, the way everybody else in the world communicates, they found a weird sort of workaround for that and went in their own Nintendo diagonal kind of way to have people communicate about video games. And I think, like, having these sort of, like, almost subreddit, hyper-focused game pages where communities could like kind of lurk together and talk about weird secrets that they found like i remember specifically getting stuck in like weird obtuse wii u indie games yeah. being like how do i what do i do here and looking it up on like game facts and being like this is a text-based website this doesn't help me and then jumping on the meverse and being like oh somebody uploaded a screenshot yeah. of this part and that's the solution to how to get through it and yeah. like that's that's really cool it was a cool idea and but, I think especially with the audience being relatively small for the Wii U, it kind of bolstered those people to really like stick together yeah. Yeah. on a game by game basis. And they are also closing uh, Splatnet for Splatoon like individually. That's right, yes. Yeah, for um, the in addition Splatoon, to, for the original yeah. Splatoon, yeah, Splatoon Two will still be around. So that's outside but, of yeah. Splatoon. In addition to Miiverse, yeah. but they also announced that separately. Just as uh, clearly the Wii U's days are well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, uh, you know, some of that functionality will come back for future games through the mobile app, right? Yeah, the well, app we're already seeing a lot of that Nintendo functionality in stuff yeah. like Splatoon 2, yeah. you know, the messaging there yeah. and stuff like that. So. It's also, Miiverse harkens <laughs> back to the day where every console maker was super excited about the second screen experience. And, yeah. you know, I, I remember, you know, I, I, Microsoft, uh, Sony, everybody's had this concept of you hold a screen in your hands or have it on the table while playing a game. You can do additional <laughs> stuff there. Yeah. The problem with all of those setups were like, yeah, we all use set, uh, second screens and our kids use three second screens as ones <laughs> and third screens. <laughs> But not for what you want us to use it for, yeah. right? Like yeah. we, you know, you'll be watching uh, a YouTube, uh, a YouTuber. You're listening to a podcast while you're grinding in a game, and so like these applications that always focus on this one second screen experience, I feel like they were just misguided. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, uh, some would say the entire sort of, you know. Uh, elevator pitch for the Wii U is misguided. Yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, I, that system turned out to be really cool and have a lot of really cool games, but very few of them were because of the vision of 
splitting you know your 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 focus between two central areas yeah and the good part survived right the good yeah. part yeah. was when somebody wants to use my tv no problem i'm gonna keep yes. on playing like this and like with wii u actually some games you couldn't because they relied on two on screens, screens. Mm-hmm. yeah whereas like this little baby lets you do all that no, i mean playing playing the- wind waker in handheld mode on the on the wii gamepad was the awesome. wii u gamepad was yeah. fantastic it was I, fantastic you're here you know? i need that game yeah yeah oh, me nice. too me too yeah, wind waker would be really nice on yeah there. i actually i jumped into the uh, nintendo voice chat podcast forums earlier today and asked people if they could play Port any game, uh, any Nintendo game from Nintendo's history onto the Switch right now. Which would they do, or which would they have? And uh, I did see Advance Wars, but the ones that I saw the most were uh, Wind Waker HD, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, uh, Metroid Prime. Mm -hmm. Saw a lot of Luigi's Mansion in there, but I I take that game. Do you know the issue with Sunshine, by the way? Uh, It's too many suns. That's true. There's a lot of them. Um, No, it's the uh, the triggers. Are, oh, really? are different on Switch than they are on GameCube. Yeah, so that makes sense. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can do you can do it though. You can fake yeah, it. You can the system it, was yeah. yeah. We got more shoulder buttons, so you could do like the old Shift key approach. Yeah, yeah. Mm. like I mean, the problem like with Sunshine was I feel like Sunshine is the the one Mario game that wasn't nice that wasn't finished all the way. Like there's certain levels that are a little rough around the edges. Yeah, like, remember the beach where the manta rays like it's shugged to like. Five to ten frames per second, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the pachinko machine where the camera is like, I don't care what you want to look. Oh yeah. man, <laughs> so you're looking right here, and that's it. I'm gonna look at this. Um, um, like very, but they could fix yeah. that. That'd be yeah. an amazing yeah. port. It's very high game. highs and very low lows. There was a like a NeoGaf thread a couple of months back about like the the worst Mario levels ever, and I was surprised to see how many from Sunshine popped up that I had just kind of forgotten about. Um, because I think in the sort of pantheon of 3D Mario games, that one has some of the weakest ones. Has some of the coolest stuff and a great setting and the like. Yeah. Actually, controlling Mario in that game is an absolute joy yeah. when, when you yeah. nail it. But it's also such a black sheep. Yeah, it, like it's really such is. a weird. It's such a different Mario game. It, it's analogous to what Majora's Mask is to Zelda. Like yeah. it's, it's such mm-hmm. a, a strange take I, on a. a franchise i want to go back and play it some more i i I do think the game is going to be better than what many people remember it's like you know yeah like even we talked about metroid uh, before you know even some of the the weaker games in the series still have really cool elements and i think sunshine actually has like all of the bonus levels where you don't have the water pack yeah oh those are great they're really good really really cool but it also kind of botches the ghost house like it has these weird right like it has these weird things where you're like wow how how did you miss out on that the vacation ghost house yeah that's weird (laughs) Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the setting of that game. You know? Yeah. Oh, Delfino Plaza. Was, yeah, it's yeah, so cool. And I don't I like mean, those blob men, though. Not a big the fan Piantas or whatever. Yeah, yeah. the the P- character is really bad, and yeah. it has. <laughs> as if you guys forget, remember this. They, it has this awful uh, voiceover at the beginning. Yes. It's like where yeah. the the judge is like overruled, and it's the voice oh my is so God, bad. Yeah. And Mario's like, oh. that was my go to for a while when people were like, Nintendo's behind the times. They need more voice acting. I was well, like, now nah, here they are. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. yeah. That's no, good. but that a lot of so people use that as an argument for why they shouldn't do voice acting. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, we're not asking for that. that yeah. You know, yeah. we're asking for good voice acting, yep. and they've done that obviously in Fire Emblem games and everything. Yeah, some some characters in Zelda. Too. Anyway, that's our review of Super Mario Sunshine <laughs> in 2017. Now, in you case are. you couldn't so tell, Miiverse. that was all about Miiverse just yeah. now, and no tangents whatsoever. Not at all. Um, let's talk about a, a, a little game that came out um, not too not too long ago. This week, um, I played a ton of Mario plus Rabbits Kingdom Battle on the airplane. Same. That's so. I it's so it good. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's a really, really, really wonderful game. An absolute surprise. 
Yeah, and and like I I didn't quite know what to expect. I'd seen the game at events and I played a little bit. I'm like, this is actually really cool. And then I was worried that it was gonna just kind of become a one trick pony of repetition. But I'm cool. Like I'm not bored by the battles. No, no. And the learning curve is just steep enough where you're. Especially within the first two worlds, you're consistently learning something new in each battle or or being introduced to a new mechanic or fighting a new type of enemy. And it's just enough to keep you going to the next one. Like, I want to see what's around the next corner. I want to find out, like, what the next tactic that I learned yeah. is in, in each mm-hmm. battle. So. Yeah, they're really good about... Uh making you want to try out new weapons to try out new skills and to see how they mix and match when you're adding in new characters like figuring out the team that works best for you and in certain situations yeah. there's so much variation you can find in the game and I absolutely love that so I would I, say I'm, I'm still pretty early on yeah. um, you know second end of second world I, I would say yeah, it, that's hasn't, about where I'm at, it hasn't challenged me like the way oh, okay. Fire Emblem I'm does, in the same, right? I'm in the same boat, and I'm talking to like yeah. Zach and Goldfarb and some other right? people, and they're like, I'm dying left and right. And oh, I'm really? Like, okay. I'm, well, okay. Guys, get better at games. Full, full disclaimer, <laughs> I am terrible at video games <laughs> Okay. to begin with. I don't think so. And I, But this yeah, is I'm not a skill game. Also, no, that's not true. I'm not terrible game. at video games. And that's what it is. I yeah. just don't play strategy oh, yeah. games. Oh, that's so well, I also think, I think of it. I'm a real dummy. Yeah. That's what, what we like to say behind your back. Yeah, uh, I think of it more not like not just a uh, not just a strategy game, but like a puzzle game because I there agree. are yep. there are right ways to solve battles. Yeah, you can do them in you can brute force it. You can figure out a way to get lucky through it, but you can also figure out ways to manipulate the enemies properly in each level to get through it in like two rounds. Right. Instead I think of four. Or seven. Yeah, I, I think we got to get the big thing out of the way first, though. This is a uh, like surprisingly successful game about rabbits. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. holy crap! Like Ubisoft. First of all, the fact that they took the Mario license and they made something that's so incredibly charming and polished yeah. and, and clean and fun. It is a really yeah. funny like game. The, that it's, the production values are through the roof. The, yeah. the cinematics in this game are, are excellent. And I mean, Grant just level to level score. graphics. Yeah, right. they're go- the graphics are gorgeous. Yeah, Grant Kirkhope's score is, is amazing. Absolutely awesome. It has, did you hear like when you when you meet like the Rabbit Kong guy? Like, yeah. Did you hear like the Donkey Kong the country yeah. theme? Yeah. Is in there. Yeah. He does a oh, really so interesting good. thing with a lot of the, yeah. the Mario themes where he really remixes them into mm-hmm. his own new stuff into these yeah. beautiful really orchestral cool. pieces yeah. and it's got this so well it's it's almost like swells up like the like you're watching a superhero movie like yeah. spider-man or the avengers or something it's got like marvel movie level yeah. like yeah. C- cinematic quality in the music um the fact that this game within seconds makes you forget that you're playing a game about like french animal minions yeah, yeah. you know that fart and stuff like that like yeah. It's it's an absolute triumph. So like, the the things that uh, that surprised me. First of all, the overworld like it's a it's a Mario game where you don't jump as Mario. When you're running right. around the overworld, uh, overworld you you're basically following a Roomba around. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. maybe that was <laughs> maybe maybe that was when Ubisoft and Nintendo talked about, hey, can we do a Mario game? They're like, hey, you can't do a standard like classic. Right. Well, Mario Miyamoto specifically game, right? was like, don't make a game about jumping. Yeah. I think they're yeah. like, well, how about a Roomba? And so <laughs> and, and so like you start <laughs> playing, you're like, oh, yeah. how how will they make the overworld interesting? If um, if you can't jump, and they they introduce all these like you see uh, from the very get go these blocks that you don't know what to do with, and you learn how to push them mm-hmm. or you learn how to turn them off, and like they show you all these things that you can't do yet, and then as you explore, you go, oh, I'm going to go back. So they've got that Metroidvania setup, yeah. but they have really simple 
but enjoyable puzzles yeah. about like moving platforms to align things yeah. to get to like secret these big secret chests and stuff. And there's bonus yeah. levels and that are very um, Super Mario 3D 3D Land. Yeah. You know, like those little isometric puzzles that you would catch in that in that 3DS game. Where you're like, like chasing like, the blue coin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. there are also extremely challenging like sub levels you yes. can find later in the game yeah. too, which I haven't tried any yet, but they just seem and then like um, insane. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little bit like Paper Mario almost in the overworld, right? Yeah, like you absolutely. Can explore. Yeah. It doesn't have as many like interactive or, or talky bits in it. Yeah. Um, but um, you you uh, you talked about the rabbits. The animations on the rabbits are really cool. So the yeah. ones that are in your group, they're they're pretty funny, right? Yeah, like, I like Peach the group. is pretty yeah. funny. Like when she takes down a boss and just takes photos the whole time. The comedic yeah. timing is actually really. I, really I so like good. them. Yeah. I, li- yeah. I am so surprised at how much I like them that I have the option to swap them with the regular version of the Mushroom Kingdom characters I've been using my entire life. Yep. And I'm sticking with and the I rabbit do. ones because Same. I just like some of their moves, their attacks. Um, upgrading your characters in this game is so much fun. Yeah. Like buying new guns so, for them, I'm like super uh, leveling up your your little skill trees if you're confused by it you can hit the y button and auto level them and it'll just sort of like pick the best places to go um and and like you can add stuff like so uh, this it's almost like super mario rpg level of stuff that's that's exactly what i was gonna say is that it sort of it looks back. it's actually visually doesn't it it sort of took me back at just how deep the skill tree levels or the skill tree stuff was yep because i i had obviously i'd read in previews uh, and I didn't get a chance to play it before the game came out, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I had read in previews that there was skill tree, uh, a skill tree available for each character. But I didn't realize like how in depth it would be. Yeah, and it is like you can really customize those characters. Like obviously, Rabid Mario is always going to be a bruiser, and uh, Luigi is weirdly a sniper. Yeah, but, well, like, he's timid. He wants to. Yeah, yeah. so like you're <laughs> always going to have those characters be in those molds, but the way that you customize them, like, okay, so Luigi's a sniper, so give him more mobility to move up yeah. vertically easier or yeah. give him an option to, uh, you know, he's got an Overwatch ability like an XCOM. Yep. Where if an enemy moves and he's watching them, he can take them out on the fly. Which I so love. Then, I that, love that, that ability. I love that sort of so dynamic good. element. That well, you so, can and add that's to that's it. what goes back to Jonathan was talking about in puzzle solving. Is like okay, so if I can position Luigi here and get one shot off with him during his turn and then set up a double overwatch situation so that for the next turn, if two enemies move, Luigi can snipe them from afar. Like that's really interesting. And And it adds layers upon layers of this. Yeah. Like for, I think... 99% 99% of the population when this game was announced was like, well, that game's for babbies. Like, yeah. that's a babby game. Like, that's babby tactics. <laughs> but it is tough, and it, it it does require some serious thought process. Mm-hmm. And I, I, haven't, I haven't run into the tough part where, uh, where I th- feel like my characters are about to die because I right. do have... Uh, you know, upgraded healing and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and I, I kind of pull back. Mm-hmm. But um, I can imagine that it's going to get more difficult. So have you yeah. have you uh, cycled through any of the levels after you've? No, I haven't gone no? back to. Okay, so I haven't them done yet. any of that either. Yeah. But I really want to go back to you the can, first. Yeah. You can farm like, coins. Yeah. Right? I plan to yeah. after I like if I hit a wall, my plan is to go back. I haven't yet. I'm in the Same. third world. It's, I believe it's very. It's actually world. very easy to fly through that some, some yeah. of that stuff. But I find myself going back to uh, like the earlier worlds because of the sort of like overworld skills that you unlock. Yeah, paralluded to like sort of like moving blocks. Yeah, that's, so there's I a ton of stuff like that. in the first world where I think you uh, I think you get the ability to move blocks after you finish mm-hmm. the first world. Yeah, but there's a ton of stuff in the first world that it's just like oh I just need to push that block and yeah. that's a whole yeah. secret area that I. And so there's like a main ability after yeah. each world, and they pi- they pile up and they're smartly included in those past worlds, so you don't yeah. feel like you're missing the game. And but Peach's, there's enough back. Peach's Castle is sort of like your centralized hub yeah. area, and you go back to it, and there's like there's areas where you can like play a multiplayer version 
of the game. You yeah. can level up your, your characters. You can buy new guns, uh, which you can actually do anywhere on the fly, which I really yeah. appreciated. Oh, yeah. But there's also like this really cool museum aspect, which I love as like a collector Nintendo dude, right? Yeah. Who like wants 100% games. The artwork is really nice. The artwork I mean, like, is awesome. Ubi's Rayman yeah. themes. You can yeah. unlock good. soundtrack CDs. Uh, quick shout out. That entire soundtrack is on Spotify. Oh, is it I now? I searched it. before. Yeah, no, it's, oh, up, it's up yes. there today. Just awesome. look for uh, Mario plus Rabbids or yeah. whatever it is. And then um, there's also like these weird sort of amiibo figurines that you can unlock and rotate and spin around like in Smash Brothers. I, are they not amiibo, by the way? I, like oh, those odd. those Did action figures. No, I haven't Andrew, Andrew, Andrew bought them. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, they're just action figures. I don't know if that was a Ubisoft Nintendo thing. They just couldn't clear. They're maybe. packaged I, like Amiibo, and yeah. the game has Amiibo support. I, if you scan Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Yoshi, you unlock some new like uh, character weapons. And stuff I think like that. they couldn't yeah, cool. figure out how to get them manufactured reliably and all that. And together and all that. Yeah. Could be, yeah. 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 yeah, But I really love um, when you're actually in sort of the thick of a really kind of interesting match in this game because I feel like I'm the same way as Zach. I'm not historically like a strategy guy, mm-hmm. not really my jam. Like the closest I've ever come close is like stuff like Advance Wars. Even yeah. like a lot Advance of Advance Wars was probably like the last like real strategy yeah. game that I played all the way through. And when people were like making references to XCOM, I was kind of like, oh, I didn't really get into that series. So like that's that's kind of a bummer. I hope it doesn't play like that because I really want to love this game mm-hmm. um, because it's just so beautiful and there's so much yeah. so much production vibe. I've played. Oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say, but what I really love, and the, again to reference Super Mario RPG, is that sort of element of this kind of like very action dynamic themed uh, attack patterns right and linking together all your different characters so like rabbit peach has this ability where she can melee two characters in a row if you upgrade that and mario can jump on two characters in a row so you can kind of do a thing where you like link them together Mm -hmm. and when mario lands so he'll like jump off a rabbit peach jump off of an enemy another enemy land shoot someone and have this special charge shot ability and between all that you can level up the amount of spaces that they can jump out of a tube and stuff like that so you're like in one move, like 40 spaces across the map and you've injured three people exactly. and someone yeah, else yeah. is hanging back right in And it time. feels really good. And then you want them all to land together so you can have one character heal the other. Yeah, so you, know, yeah. Like, you want it's them kind of very, close. Or, yeah. Like some enemies, cool. like you have to flank from the sides because they have these big shields. And so you'll have like Rabbit Yoshi up over here and, you know, like Luigi over in the corner. And like you're diverting everybody's different attention. Yeah. The boss fights are really fun and really interesting because yeah. they're okay. very puzzly. I was going to say the animation on the bosses is fantastic. It's gorgeous. So you everybody knows yeah. on the cover and everything is Rabbit Kong, right? It's like That's a the big, first boss. Big yeah. Rabbit, yeah. first boss. And he uh, he, he wants, he, he's like super happy. He's got this pile of bananas <laughs> and you need to get rid of the bananas, right? And like when they're gone, he just starts scratching at the floor and he gets really irate. Yeah. And like yeah. he just looks for somebody to hurt. Yeah. Like you can see like the animation is so good and he'll grab somebody and scratch his butt with the character. <laughs> my, my favorite part that. about that fight, yeah. uh, and I did it a lot just, just on purpose, was if you shoot at him if you try to injure him when he has the bananas out he just grabs a banana and chews on it and then laughs and the animation of him chewing is so funny it's great yeah. like i popped off a couple of shots just to see it like yeah, yeah. see it again see, that's why you lose it yeah, well yeah for sure also i'm just really bad at that game but it, mm-hmm. and just keep like, shooting there are little yeah. moments like that Fine. when you walk around in the overworld there are rabbits somewhere in the environment and you yeah. hear yeah. like you hear somebody like screaming in the back and you're like what is that you look around and like somebody's like stuck in something there's a bullet bill with his head stuck in a pair I I love all that sort of just like weird elements ripped out of the world of 3D Mario games and just thrown into the background well yeah Yeah. the thing is like the the whole premise of the game is that these two worlds have collided Mm -hmm. and so there's this weird juxtaposition of like rabid stuff and Mario stuff and it's all different shapes and sizes so like 
you'll just be walking through a level and it took me a minute for it to even dawn on me but in one space you're just walking past a giant pow block I was yeah. just an exactly enormous yeah. pow block that's and awesome. it was like yeah it took me a second to realize like oh that's just a big pow block that just got sucked in through a portal and dropped onto yeah, this I map. really like, like exploring that world and finding secrets and like weird little like uh, treasure chests that have extra guns and golden guns and cool so stuff like that my, yeah. my only well not my only but one of my big criticisms is like uh in the same way that Mario is really good about hiding a lot of its secrets and making you work for it, this game is as well. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of like, f- like you don't have to solve probably half the puzzles in this game. Yeah, but they're there and they're optional. And if you do, you get rewarded with a treasure chest. And some of those chests have weapons, which are great. And some of those chests just have like art for your museum. And like for somebody that's not a completionist like myself, it's not a huge draw right. to like. It doesn't really entice me to. Uh, work my way through those puzzles and find, you know, a 3D model of... A right, room. Like, right, right. I don't You'd care rather about get a that. weapon. Like, I'm never going to yeah. go to the museum. You don't, you don't you know, want like, caviar in every box. You want a couple of... Nom- uh, hamburgers. Yeah. Hamburgers in every box. You want, you know, you want a little broccoli be, and then when the hamburger... Don't be pejorative, when, Snyder. Right? When the, yeah, it would, be, it would suck if you found a box with caviar out in the desert. Yeah, I mean, that would yeah. not be fun. Yeah. I, think yeah, no, like, I, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's fine. I just wish that it was a little more balanced. And who knows, in later in the game it might be the case but as of right now i found just like a bunch of stuff that's like you found five coins mm-hmm. or you found you know a, a, a sticker or an emblem yeah. for something else and it's like well that's fine I, I think my issue with traversal in the in the overworld is that i have been playing mario games for decades and yeah. mario is the leader of your group but you don't play as mario but you don't play as mario yeah, yeah and so your Boopa. brain by default thinks you are leading mario everywhere so when you have a block puzzle that's timed and you have to like run around this block and, and push, push it, it yeah you're like Mario, and then you're like, no, it's actually the Roomba has to get there yeah. first. Yeah. So you're really yeah. like moving this little coin around, and it's not as intuitive as it no. is to think. It's easier to get confused by the perspective, right? Yes. Especially yeah. in the yes. isometric yeah. ones. Yeah. And yeah. for the most part, it's not an issue, but some of them are so timed that it's like you, it, you have to play perfectly. Yeah. Well, you yeah. can redo them. Luckily, you can redo yeah. them. So it's yeah, not it's really easy to redo yeah. them. That's you don't have the mean red coin challenge like in some of the Mario yeah. games where it's like once you failed, you got to redo the level to trigger them. Yeah. You can redo it anytime. Yeah, here are the red coins just. Yeah, yeah generally that kind of stuff is pretty relaxed. There's yeah. a couple of spikes in dif- difficulty where you're like fumbling with the controls a little bit. Mm. But for the most part, I really like it. I actually, um, if if you if you hadn't, I mean, if the rabbits weren't in there and if you hadn't told me that it was a Ubisoft game, like I would, it looks like a Nintendo it game. It feels like, like yeah. visually, yeah. sound wise, um, and just kind of like the like some of the clever stuff that's that's yeah, in that game. It feels like a like a triple A like really good yeah. leading first yeah. party Nintendo game. Like it doesn't. It feels better than a Mario Kart or not a Mario Kart, like a Mario Golf or a Mario Party. I'd say Mario yeah. Kart's up there, obviously. Yeah. Um, but this this has like the production value of like one of their big hitter games, and not yeah. like With Mario voice Sports active, Mix well, or something voice, like fake that. voice yeah. Well, and and not just just like the production value but also I think like the magic that makes Mario endure mm-hmm. as long as he has and it's I think it is a blend of the visuals and the music and the gameplay being as fun and understandable but still challenging as it yeah. is. Well, I think I think what Ubisoft did here the smartest is that they took they more so than just not having Mario jump. They took the elements that make Mario games Mario games and implemented them in a way into a game that was something completely different. Yeah. Like there's still the exploration that you would see in a at Super Mario World. And honestly, even in the battles, there's still the same sense of verticality because like while your character doesn't jump, you still bounce off of other characters to position yourself up higher or or 
uh, Mario jumps in tandem on enemies' heads and then positions himself somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like the way that they they got around that caveat of like make a Mario game, but he can't jump. But they're like, okay. But he does sort of do just that. Right. I think it's really smart that they, they took the core tenements and sort of turned them on their ear. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I, you know, I was tweeting about how much I love this game because I really, really do. Um, and I saw a couple people um, were sort of like the two, the two main sort of detractors around this game is number one, I hate rabbits. I totally get you. Yep. Like sure. it's, it's a weird thing to get around. Right. It's like <laughs> It's like cilantro or something like that. It's just it's like so. It's not for everybody. Um, and the other is that like they're like I hate Ubisoft, you know, and like you know Ubisoft has like kind of burned some people in the past with like you know like their their E3 demos don't look as good as the retail versions and blah blah. blah and they season pass and microtransactions. I never get that. Yeah, no, just yeah. That. me neither. I'm I'm the same way. But like honestly, legitimately, like I will say this to your face: like take those two things, throw them out the window. This game really subverts all of the expectations, even at its most negative, that you might have around these things, yeah. and it makes something that's really, really, really wonderful. Yeah, I think I was prepared to be pleasantly surprised by this game, and it's completely even blown away those yeah. expectations. Yeah. Like yeah, I really am. I'm enjoying it. It's probably my number two game on the Switch. I right want now. this team to make the next top-down Super Mario RPG. That'd so be that awesome. was, that yeah. was I was yeah. going to bring yeah. this up. I like, want them to take I, this engine, and yeah. I want them to take Grant Kirkhope, and I want uh, Davide Soliani, and I want that whole team yeah. to come together and make the next like I, spiritual successor to Super Mario yeah. RPG. I don't want You're this to be the about end. Like a Mario and Luigi, or a, no, no, or no. a, a thousand-year door. Yeah. You're talking. I mean, I'd about take like, a new Paper yeah. Mario, but yeah, no, absolutely. Like another. One of those. I yeah. I don't want this team to stop making Mario games here. Mm-hmm. Like I want them to continue with this part. The art style is so perfectly Mario RPG. Yes. Yeah, it just looks like it. As yep. I was playing it, I'm like, oh my god. Like I had, I'd never thought about you know Ubisoft tackling a core Nintendo franchise jointly or for them the way Namco did with Smash Brothers. Me neither. Right. Like I hadn't thought about that because Ubisoft was you know granted they have Rayman, but it feels so different from a Nintendo game. But they make Far Cry and Splinter Cell and yeah, everything Creed they do, and yeah. all that. Yeah. You know, Just Dance obviously is is a huge hit on Nintendo platforms, but nothing that feels like a Nintendo game as much as this one. Right. And like. If you ask me now, who should make a Mario RPG? 100%. It's Ubisoft. Yep. Again, I never would have said, right? I really think this is up there with stuff like Minish Cap in terms of like yeah. really strong AAA That's a third, party. third party connections. You know, that like, is a perfect comparison. Yeah. Yeah. In the same way that, that Capcom made those Zelda games their own. Yeah. And, and you're Ubisoft like, has really done a bang up job of making their own Mario games. Where the kind of thing yeah. where on paper you're like, no way. This is not going to work. And it's yeah. like, nah, it totally works. Yeah. So you did um, you did a little thing with uh, with Ubisoft as part of a, a show that we're launching soon. Yeah. So IGN uh, actually, um, we uh, uh, we have a partnership with Facebook. Mm-hmm. You, know, you guys know that we created a show for Disney XD before. We've created live streams for Twitter. We do lots of stuff on YouTube and, you know, we're finally able to um, get a little closer in with with Facebook, and we're actually producing six shows for Facebook for the platform. They'll debut there. You'll be able to watch them elsewhere, but you know their, their new video initiative actually is very close to some of the video platforms that you love. It's called Facebook Watch, um, very different from the in-feed stuff that you've seen before. And uh, the first show to launch is uh, one called Expert Mode. And yeah. You were actually hosting uh, the first episode. Yeah, right? I host the, the, the pilot episode. Um, and it's an inter- so the Expert Mode is effectively an interview show uh, where we sit down and um, have very sort 
sort of personal, connected, one-on-one conversations with the people who make the video games we love. And the cool thing is that it's also sort of simultaneously a Let's Play series. So I sat down with Davide Soliani, who's sort of creative director on this whole game, the guy you saw cry at E3 when Mario was on stage, or Miyamoto was on stage debuting his game. Um, This this guy was so just incredibly interesting, so passionate. He really immediately felt a connection to this game um, and tells the story of like going to Kyoto and meeting Miyamoto for the first time. So um, yeah, the first episode's up. uh, It'll be up as of as of now uh if you don't have a facebook af- account i think you'll still be able to watch the video yep. i'll put the video in the uh, nvc facebook group yeah. we'll also have it on ign as its own article uh, and in a few weeks it'll be on youtube and stuff like that but yeah. for now um yeah davide and i sat down and we had this really interesting conversation about how he makes games why he makes games he told the story about like sort of like meeting miyamoto and looking at his socks and like he's yeah. super super interesting guy he's a huge nintendo fan just like all of us and he was terrified to bring this pitch to the guy who made Mario and be like, I want to make this weird game, but with rabbits. Yeah. You know, like, so, how do you feel about that? So the cool thing about this show and uh, is, is that, you know, when we decided on this story, and there are a couple of other stories, including, you know, for games like Overwatch in there, um, when we decided on this one, it was based on that, like, genuine hum- human moment at E3. Yeah. Where the camera cuts to this guy, and you can see how moved he is because he sees his idol on stage calling out to him. And, like, basically, it's, like, the culmination of any game designer's hopes is, mm-hmm. like, to be able to work with Miyamoto, right? Like, that's what attracted us. And so it was even before that we knew that this game was, was this good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I so- mean, it's, it's interesting because the game could have turned out to be totally terrible. And I think it still would have been an interesting story to tell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of our job as quote unquote journalists or whatever. But I just like on a personal level, I really I'm really proud of this piece because I've been doing interviews for my whole career and many of them get done in studios like this with lights like this and screens everywhere. And it's like, what's up, guys? Welcome to the, like the pizza zone or whatever. And we like that's great. That's awesome. That's we IGN has been doing that for years. This just feels <laughs> like a really human way to have a conversation with somebody. Um, and we have Alana Pierce doing one with Overwatch. We've got plenty more or Rocket League and we've got plenty more coming after that. So, um, yeah, like of all the shows we're doing and we're doing a lot, uh, this is the one that I think is really the most special and the most sort of core IGN. So. Yeah, it's uh, we've we've long talked about wanting to do a let's play series that really focuses on the creators, and we've sat down with like Romero and played Doom with him, and like they're really interesting videos when you're playing with the creator of a game. But it's like uh, whenever we tested this, there was always something missing, and yeah. I think you guys did an awesome job just like kind of discovering the human stories in there. Yeah. Um, anyway, don't mean to oversell it. Um, if you guys are interested in some fun entertainment, uh, look up the show Expert Mode on uh, on Facebook. Uh, yeah, it should be up by the time uh, you watch this. And then send Davide some love on Twitter because that that yeah. guy, you know, he's having a real good and, week. Though. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. I think this game is gonna do really well. Yeah. And, and if you're yeah. if you're ignoring this because you see kind of turn based game and you think it doesn't have that Mario spirit try it out like go to a store go like steal it from your friend maybe there'll be a demo or something in the future in the future try it out I think it'll surprise you so we're gonna leave rabbits but before we do uh, I'm actually gonna toss to uh, to Naomi Kyle and she's going to run a little trivia segment so take it away Naomi Listen. Downtown San Francisco, Union Square, about to talk to some folks about Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle to see what they know about it. Let's find out. Before Mario was known as Mario, what was he called? Mario had uh, another name before. Yes. I never heard about it before. Huh? Well, he was originally designed in Japan. I know that. Dropping some knowledge. 
Mock. Stan. Pipe cleaner. He was a different character in a different game. And I think he came to the rescue of someone, like through the pipes. No, it was actually Jumpman. 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 I should have known that. <laughs> Who was Mario's first nemesis? Shy Guy. Luigi. Link. Wario. The Troopers. Diddy Kong. I think this like green goblin, like green goblin guy, who's kind of like, it's like a snake. Oh, Donkey Kong. Yes. No way, Donkey Kong. Yeah, way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought they were friends. Lipstick or rabbit's weapon. Lightning shark. Rabbit weapon. Rumblebee. Lipstick. Lipstick. Rabbit's weapon. Lipstick. Yeah, no, it's a rabbit's weapon. Cream sheen modesty. Lipstick. Yes, that one you got right. Who tells uh, Mario that his princess is in another camp? That's easy. I mean, it's his homeboy. It's his homeboy. It, that would be Luigi. Bowser. Toad. Have to be Toad. Yes, that's right. Nicely done. What does the lavinator do? Is it a a machine that melts rock into lava. B, a barbecue grill that cooks with lava instead of coals. C, a machine that melts chocolate for ice cream sundaes. Or D, a lava spewing shotgun. I'm going to go with D. That is correct. A. Man, what colors does Mario turn when he gets fire flower power up? White and red. Yes. It's white and red. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. You did not win the million dollars this time around, my friend. But thank you so much for your time and for joining us. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. And that's it. Perfect. Here we go. All right, and we're back. Thank you, Naomi. We're going to talk about some other Nintendo games now. Um, there was a, uh, a little presentation online, uh, Nintendo's Nindy Showcase, mm-hmm. where they basically ran through the entire gamut of their, uh, their, their new um, partnerships with uh, independent developers. So, yeah. you so, know, I, I, obviously indies are usually smaller games made by smaller teams, but some of these, uh, some of these teams are actually getting pretty sizable yeah. and um, don't really have to hide from some of the bigger games in terms of visuals or gameplay or depth. Yeah, yeah. Um, they announced uh, twenty-one games. Twenty-one in, games. Yeah, in their conference. Uh, conference. It was a direct. Um, Let's hear it. Thirteen games before the end of this year, and five of which are coming before October. Hopefully. So, yeah. Well, they they did a indie showcase, and not to start off negative, but like they no. did a indie showcase in February, mm-hmm. and of the seventeen games that they announced on that showcase, eleven still haven't come out. Um, and some of it's due to delays and some yeah, like the, things will be on their control yeah. but it's just it's a thing to be aware of where they're like coming this winter it might be in the spring and are they all exclusive to Switch or what's going on uh, well so there was also that uh, which we can go through as we go through the list but a few of basically every game that they like to highlight it's either exclusive to Switch coming first to Switch or has exclusive functionality that's what like, makes a Nindy a Nindy, a nindy. Yeah. yeah unfortunately uh, for three of the games on the showcase they used language that said either exclusive or coming first and that was inaccurate according to the developers okay. um, so we can go through that as we go through alright yeah, yeah when we uh, so I think, I think want to go through the list first and then yeah. we'll pick a couple of games sure. and talk yeah, so uh, starting from so what they have and like you know, guys. Uh, obviously, there are a lot of names here. Um, Just but doing we'll, a lot we'll, of paper flipping. We'll, yeah, we'll 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 pick the big ones for you. Uh, yeah. Starting, I mean, starting. Uh, the, we'll just go in the order that they announced them. First off, is Super Meat Boy Forever, which is yeah. one of the ones which they said coming first to Switch, and then Team Meat on Twitter said we don't know anything about that. It's coming to multiple platforms. <laughs> we haven't decided any Oops. day and date. Yeah. yeah, and that's kind of a weird one too because it's sort of a. Uh, uh, 
not a dumbed down version of Meat Boy, but it's a it's, very different interpretation. It's an endless mm-hmm. runner yeah. sort of scenario. Uh-huh. And, but, and yeah. it's been the works it's for two, years. It's like a two button situation. Yeah, yeah it's pretty yeah. much he's always running and you have to sort of focus on the jump. Right. It looks as yeah. evil though. I, as yeah, yeah, it's it still looks super fun. Um, Shovel Knight King of Cards, yes. which is yeah. the final Shovel, Shovel Knight expansion. Um, I've played all the Shovel Knight expansions and I've same. played Shovel Knight. Mm-hmm. That was my game of the year, 2014. Yeah. Super oh, stoked same. for this expansion. I love Shovel Knight. It's such yeah. a good game. Yeah. Um, Mom hid my game. Yep. Uh, that's coming before the end of the year. That's a mobile port, correct? Yeah, mobile port, yeah. and it's uh, basically an escape the room sort of thing where you're in a scenario and you're playing a kid whose mom has hidden your games, and you have to find them in all these wacky yeah, you, you have, You're looking for like a DS or something, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Like a, it's a handheld yeah. game. You're basically yeah. sneaking around and like posing as different parts of the furniture. Yes. Mom! Uh, okay, and the next one is Golf Story, which you yeah. wanted to talk I about. I can't wait for Golf Story. Basically, What's looks, up, everybody's golf? Hey. Story. Uh, <laughs> it looks like Stardew Valley meets uh, the GBA version of Mario golf yeah Yeah. and i can and like their their tagline is like you can solve all of life's problems by hitting a golf ball but like there's also disc golf and like drones involved drone golf there's all these cheating i believe yeah that's called drolf i use i use drones but it looks like it's kind of like a 16-bit yeah 16-bit era there is a narrative to it you're exploring these different environments that have all these different golf courses it looks so cool dude it's really bizarre how many times like the golf and rpg genres have overlapped like yeah it's it's a little weird japan because japan loves golf and rpgs perfect it needs to be a horse race Am I Japan? Yes. Indeed. I love golf and RPGs. You are a fan. Uh, uh, that game looked really fun. That's coming yeah, really that soon. Good. So that's coming September 17th, uh, yeah. actually. Yeah. Really? Um, uh, I don't know if the 17th is correct. I know that it's yeah. September 2000. I believe September. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 2000. Um, okay. okay. Right. Coming up uh, next is Floor Kids, which is yes. this funny, like... I didn't know Kid Koala did music. Yeah. Kid Koala is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, Kid Koala created a bunch of original beats for this funny, like, breakdancing, cell shading. Yeah, like rhythm action games. Yeah, thing. It it's all cool. these different environments, and you're basically matching to the beat and everything. Thing. I was like uh, vaguely interested in this game, but that just puts it to It looks right. super I knew, cool. yeah, I knew that you, that you would be into That's that. That's awesome. Yeah. I believe it's him, yeah. Yeah, I've met him a bunch of times. I, I used to see him DJ back in New York City. He's 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 fantastic. He did that. a bunch of stuff for uh, Deltron. That game yeah. looks like that game looks like a weird Sega game to me. Yeah, yeah. Like from absolutely. From the heyday of Sega Of like games. Dreamcast or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah, it's like weird hand-drawn cyanide and happiness cartoons yep. yeah. breakdancing yep. with yep. each other. I really dig it. Next up is Wolverblade. Yeah, which is sort of like a side-scrolling God of War-ish hack and slash game. Yeah, they're like classic arcade beat him up yeah. but it's yeah. like the Roman Empire yep. and yeah Pear just mentioned it but that's also coming in September yep. yes coming in September I think when they have the month it's probably more likely yeah. mm-hmm. probably yeah. right um, Polly Bridge Pear yeah, so excited really cool. that. So yeah. that's uh, you can you can uh, it, it, it's out on other platforms already. But it's uh, it's basically you uh, this isometric looking kind of cartoonish looking game where you have a chasm mm-hmm. and you have to build a bridge over it with like tools that you're given and, and pieces. And like uh, in that short demo, they just showed you kind of assembling draw bridges or creating a catapult to fling a car across. And I was like, yeah, I totally dig those kinds of games where you just. You know, it's like World of Goo bridge building was That's my what, yeah. that was my thing, and like this kind of takes it to the max with all these mechanical. It's, I love the art style too. It's very yeah. like Dreamcast low poly yeah. physics simulator. Yeah, it's got like, this like totally. really like like almost not even low poly. It's just like low texture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They're yeah. very simple like curves, but it's yeah. it's just yeah. fun with physics basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I love yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I was really into World of Goo, so this yeah. is kind of cool too. Kentucky Route Zero TV edition. Mm-hmm. It's another um, one. So here's another one that has a discrepancy. Yes. First of all, before you get into that, go ahead. Let's talk about uh, Kentucky Route yeah, Zero is, is a 
beloved uh, multi-part series. Uh, parts one through four have been released periodically since 2013. Yeah. And uh, with this announcement of the TV edition for Switch, we also learned that uh, part five, the conclusion, would be coming within the next year. Um, so hopefully that means that we're getting that all-encompassing in the same package or that yeah. that fifth part is downloadable to the Switch. I, I, think, I think Marty TV cried when they announced it. Yeah, he did a little funny little jig. Yeah. There are little tears he, he, in yep. his beard. Yeah. He's still there. You're talking about beard he tears? He walk a Yeah, and so I think it's going to be the whole sort of thing. And then for PC, you can download Act 5 as hell. For the record, we all love we Marty love very you, Marty. much. We love I don't. Marty. He makes fun of us all the time. He we did, tweet at him and ask him about beard tears. I'm sorry, did you did you just talk about the... Uh, uh, just yes, that, uh, yeah. No, but just that uh, Act 5 is going to be downloadable for PC, and I think on console it'll be the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but they did also bill it as a console exclusive on Switch, and then Annapurna Interactive, the publishers, emailed right after the showcase and said, hey, the TV edition is coming to Xbox One, PS4, and Switch right. on the same day. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so uh, we reached out to Nintendo to ask if there was some discrepancy there, uh, but yeah, and we asked Annapurna for like, are you guys sure? Is that, was there yeah. an accident? Uh, and they're like, no, it's coming to all the platforms. Okay. okay. So uh-huh. there's obviously some wires being crossed. Yeah, yeah. Some Nintendo got excited. Yeah. They had brought all these friends over yeah. for their little indie party and they just got really crazy. Coming exclusively as a portable game that can also play on your TV. To That's, go. True. Yes. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's a good uh, way of putting it. Coming fall 2017 is Earth Atlantis. Yeah. Any takers on that one? It looks really cool. I heard we played it at Bit Summit. Andrew was talking it up. And okay. basically, yeah. is like you're in an underwater world as like a ship, but mm-hmm. the enemies to battle. It's essentially monster, monster hunter esque. Mm-hmm. So all the enemies you fight are these massive creatures on the screen that you have to battle. Yeah, like that's sort of the only enemy. What I really dug really was cool. the art style. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's, like that sepia. It's this like sepia tone, sort of hand drawn. Um, it reminds me kind of like of a really robust like Gunman Clive. I don't know if you guys played that. That was a weird game. On did you play that game? Yeah, just a little bit though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was a, a Wii U game wasn't it yeah I, it was 3ds and wii u yeah, yeah. Okay. and i think it's ios as well yep. but yeah it's a very hand-drawn sketchy kind of look you know i i dig it uh next up next up hero early 2018 ding 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 um Anybody want to talk about that one? No. I, I like the idea. One. It's yeah. the idea that you are playing with friends, and when your friend dies, they get revived in your game as an AI companion. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is a cool idea. Uh, we'll see how much it works, and obviously you'd what, want to have What type of friends. game is it? Uh, I think it was sort of like an isometric, sort of like top-down action game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then uh, here's a heavy hitter coming out later this year. This is SteamWorld Dig 2. Yeah. yeah they finally announced which the release date. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, I know Perry and Brian are both really excited about this. I like the original SteamWorld quite a bit. This Me one too. looks yep. to even flesh out more of that. That whole Metroidvania idea. So. It's out in like the next 20 days. September right? 21st. Yeah, there we go. So. Yeah, if you've yeah. never That's played funny. any of yeah. the SteamWorld games, I think you'll be surprised just by the level of polish and like the inventiveness yeah. of yeah. these games. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like I couldn't get into SteamWorld Heist as much as, as like, Dig. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. really cool, but SteamWorld Dig is like yeah, that's my blah, jam. Blah, blah. Yeah, the robots are amazing. SteamWorld Heist to me sort of like felt like severed after Guacamelee, where it's just like this is really cool, oh. but I want you guys to get back to like it's the, robot worms, basically. Yeah. is what it is. Single yeah, yeah. player robot worms. Okay, yep. Yep. I can dig that. Yep. Yep. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, early 2018 sees the release of Mulaka. Yeah. Um, also coming this fall, October. Er, yeah, an actual day and date is October 12th is Yono and the Celestial Elephants, which is a funny, top-down, isometric, 
Puzzler uh, sort puzzle. of thing. It kind of has like a so Zelda vibe. So Zelda. Zelda. That, yeah. that yeah. elephant is. I yeah, love it does, that it does look elephant. a little bit like like a little and baby look, Zelda. And a lot of, of yeah. these games, like the art style, like when you see that many indie games in so little time, you're like, whoa, like Mulaka was this crazy like 3D world super stylized right, too, yeah. right? Inspired like by like the uh, uh, tribe in the Sierra. That's right. Yeah. 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 And okay. then Yono is like, you go to Yono, it's like, what? Now you got this cute elephant thing running around. Yeah. Like it's this crazy, crazy mix. Um, okay, here's one that I'm really excited for. This is uh, coming this winter is uh, Dragon Marked for Death. Now, this is the new game by Inti Creates, which are the guys behind the Gunvolt games. Yeah. yeah. Um, which Gunvolt uh, 1 and 2 just got a release as a bundle pack on Switch. So if you're looking for like a Mega Man esque mm-hmm. game, pick those up. Which I'm um, digging, by the way. It feels yeah. really good, especially with Rumble. Right. Like the kind of thing mm-hmm. I didn't think about, like electrocuting people with your Rumble. It's just yeah. it's really good. That's pretty cool. Uh, this game is, is more of a side scroller hack and slash, and it cool. gives me sort of Vanillaware vibes like it looks a lot yeah. like Odin Sphere or something mm. in terms of the character design and the way that the combat works it looks really exciting I was actually a little bit surprised that um, yesterday uh, a lot of the conversation around the the uh, Nintendo Direct was things like SteamWorld Dig and uh, uh, Kentucky Route Zero nobody was talking about this game and yeah. I really think that it looks super cool and like a lot of fun so that's, that'll, that's one that'll be on my radar in the coming months it's also going to be on 3DS which they didn't say in the presentation they did bill it as only on Switch but it, it will be on 3DS if you haven't gotten a Switch yet too yeah gotcha. interesting right on. Right. Um, uh, Battle Chef Brigade uh, which I thought was really funny this is like a weird uh, action platformer where you're searching for ingredients to make foods you basically yeah. like are hunting monsters Monsters, and then you cook those monsters to get judged in like a cooking world. Like That's a lot of so layers, smart. a lot of yeah. things yeah. going on. It there. looks really yeah. fun. It's an Adult Swim game. I don't yeah. love the art style. I don't no. either. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't like the look. But I like yeah. the yeah. Ga- like the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I think could be it really sounds fun. fun. Yeah. Uh, here's a weird one. Morphe's Law. Now this is a this is a <laughs> yeah. uh, genre that is is currently lacking not only on Switch but. Uh, admittedly on Nintendo platforms in the last few generations. Mass and that's based game. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's it's competitive 4v4 shooting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this one especially is strange because it has a mechanic where uh, depending on what you're targeting, your, uh, your part will get smaller and their part will get bigger. So if you're shooting an enemy in the head, his head will get bigger, making it easier to get headshots. Yeah. But your head will get smaller, making it harder for somebody to headshot you. Yeah. And you can absorb mass as well and like change your form. Yeah. And so, but the, and then that changes how you can traverse a level. Yeah. So you might not be able to get through a doorway that you could when you started the game. If you get too big, you run up on a door and you just look like a weird giant. Uh, yeah. and there, everyone's got this sort of like Lucha Libre Mexican wrestling mask yeah. look yeah. to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this it's is really a, interesting. It's like at first when it was starting up, I was like, oh, are they doing like a Splatoon thing? You yeah. know, like it is it is more cartoonish and stuff. But yeah, like that element of body parts growing, shrinking, yeah. and characters getting you bigger. You saw one man with like, like a big I, arm. It was very yeah. strange. So I started I, to get a I lot. I love the idea. I couldn't tell whether it would be fun though. Yeah. Like just watching it, I'm like, ah, I'm not feeling it yet. So I'll I'll give it a chance when it's done. But so like the, I, 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 I was describing Switch as sort of like this like weird old Ellis Island situation where all these <laughs> just like crazy things from all these different countries are coming yeah. in. That's how my mom came into America. Uh, speaking of Italy. Speaking of crazy things. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's like really interesting to see like our PC editor was geeking out about this game because he's like wait what that's coming to switch why that's yeah. weird okay yeah. bring it on so during the presentation that when morphe's law when the title came up i said all right that's it you know like that's the most indie game name that you can have in this presentation and then, and then it came to 
Speaking sausage of Italy, sports sausage club. sports club. Uh, this sausage. game looks adorable, by the yeah, way. The, yeah. It's, it's the very sort of Gang Beasts-esque. Yeah, uh, it does look a little like Gang Beasts. It's like a bunch of, of, of four to, I think up to eight players are picked these different sort of sausage looking animals that are like tall sausages. And they're like, you know, llamas and parrots and dogs. And they all just really beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, yeah one, one of the funny things, real good and one of the funny things that it said in the uh, the presentation was like and you can use the joy-con to control the necks or something like that <laughs> what it's very strange yeah there's these little little wig, wiggly finger animals you could buy them hats and and, and treats it's uh-huh. great it looks uh great. yeah coming in early 2018 is light fingers what was that again uh, so that they school. they uh released a longer trailer after it's sort of like the hey. board game the oh, portable okay. board yes. game was how they described oh, yeah. it yeah. but essentially there's a sort of really cool looking board game on screen and parts of the board sort of unfurl oh, yeah, and it's like building itself as you're playing. yeah and then yeah. there'll be like really mini cool. games in it that'll like the here's an action game you have to mm-hmm. run right. through in yep. the middle of this board game it, it could be really cool yeah. uh yeah. and then we talked about cool this we talked about this uh on our uh germantown episode yeah. but this was uh nine parchments which is basically gauntlet yeah that's, by that's the one of my other top anticipated indies that one looks from, great from the people who made trying yeah right? yeah. Which yeah was a really trying beautiful is amazing. game yeah. Yeah. yeah trying and trying to both killer games yeah. so that that looks like something that'll be really fun for you know for the four of us to sit up in here in the office and just these, kill some monsters. these guys know how to do co-op really well yeah oh yeah and this is local and online co-op mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so yeah Yep. And then that was it. That was all the announcements. Yeah, from... nothing else happened. That's not true. The biggest game was announced at the end. That's right. <laughs> and then there was, of course, uh, coming sometime in 2018, no set date, yep. no set quarter, yeah. um, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, an incredibly stylish trailer from our close personal friend, Suda51. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, uh, you know, No More Heroes got its start way back on the Wii, so it's nice to see our buddy Travis come back yep. to the Nintendo platform. Yep. This one's taking a unique spin. It looks like Travis is maybe venturing into some different uh, indie game genres. Yeah, they... Right? So the one that they show here, the, the whole premise is that... Um, he gets sucked into a, a some sort of virtual reality simulator, and the first game that he gets popped into looks like Hotline, Hotline Miami, Miami, which yeah. I can't imagine a better pairing of Travis Touchdown and Hotline totally. Miami. It's like, totally. give me Absolutely. the two most gonzo <laughs> franchises and just get them all rolling around together. Which I really yeah. love, because like, if you played No More Heroes, uh, you'll remember that like one of the cool hooks of that game was that he would sort of collect these NES games, or would have to play NES games as sort of like chores around town. Yeah. Like, so to mow the lawn, you'd all, suddenly hop into this old, like Famicom 8-bit looking game and so I like the idea of in lieu of that like sort of being like you've got to collect some money and he just jumps into Hotline Miami and like plays a couple of personal missions in that. Kill so. some drug dealers. Well, can, can you explain what, can you glean any like gameplay details outside of that from it? Like what do you do? Is there lots of sword play still? My or? guess is that, I mean it's I was, from the 3D sort of cinematic stuff we saw, the character models they built my guess is that there will still be that element of Travis Touchdown going into like a weird high school that's full of zombie robots fighting all of them and having to fight like this half worm half woman cheerleader at the end that's totally on brand for them i think i saw some fears online that people were like saying that this is just going to be a game that's just like top down indie stuff like that i don't think we're going to see such a massive departure for the franchise happen right now but um i think i can say this i'm interviewing suda 51 this weekend in seattle so i will be able to specifically be like what the hell is your game yeah they they said there are six different partnerships that's all embargoed is it yeah Mm -hmm. everything it packs is embargoed oh well yeah no i'm just kidding it's fine (laughs) we'll we'll talk about it (laughs) yeah so that's uh that's that that was a lot of games yeah Yeah. that's a lot yeah Yeah. good job getting through all of them uh and and commenting a little bit on it what what are your most anticipated ones 
I mean, I like I said, Dragon Mark for Death is mine. I've yeah. played those Gunvolt games to death. Uh, I'm a huge. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the Mega Man feel. Um, yep. And then the idea that it's like a weird ninja game, mm-hmm. like yep. a vanillaware kind of vibe. That's that's sort yeah. of my scenes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, there are a bunch in there. You know, outside Absolutely, of yeah. uh, No More Heroes, like just Team World Dig Two. I love what I, I love what I've seen of Golf Story and Polybridge. Yeah, me, but yeah. you know, obviously Super Meat Boy. It's awesome. Oh, I'd yeah. also be yeah. remiss if I didn't say uh, uh, King Shovel, of Hearts. Yeah, yeah. Shovel Knight looks Shovel awesome. Knight looks great. Yeah. On, like honestly, for me, oh, I want stuff. to play all of them. Yeah, I, like there are come a few that I'll definitely come to immediately, but like I want to try them all. Yeah. I love that this idea that here's a cool game every week or so that Nintendo really spotlights. The like, interesting yeah, thing was Nintendo on their YouTube channel uploaded a bunch of trailers for games that weren't even in the net direct. Yeah. There's even mm-hmm. more out there. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I think you guys covered some of my favorites. Obviously, No More Heroes. It's one of yep. my favorite franchises, so it'll be cool to see that come back. Just too bad there are no games for Switch. Yeah, there's nothing. Nothing to play. Yeah, nothing we wish there was single something one. to play. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have a bunch of indies actually lined up that I Me just too. can't play now because I'm playing Mario yeah. Bros. Rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's great. Obviously, you know, like from a from a third party support story, not that much has changed with the Switch lineup, right? Like getting an original Ubisoft game is great. We want more of that, like the bigger AAA games. But man, these indies are filling the gap quite nicely because yeah. there there's so many good. Well, games and we're there. also seeing sort of a, a redefinition of what. Triple A and what indie is here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I would consider I there wasn't five years ago I wouldn't have considered a new normal heroes game an indie game. You yeah. know what I mean? For, yeah. But so for that to be rolled in with this Nindies yeah. bundle. I mean, uh, I believe I believe Ubisoft published No More Heroes too. So yeah. like that's yeah. you know yeah. it was sort of like when they were like Limbo's an indie game, and I'm like, Yeah, it's published by Microsoft, like right. one of the biggest companies in the world. Yeah, so and, and what is an indie game? game? Huh? And and, yeah. and a Steam World Dig too would be a full priced, full fledged 3DS game, right? And now yeah. they they make it a lot prettier for the system. Mm-hmm. So if everything goes well, we'll see thirteen of these games at least before the end of the year. Knock you know, on five wood. for the yeah. fall. But we will see if that holds true. You know, in these small teams, obviously, and unforeseen things happen. Of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, when when one person is out of the office, a hundred percent of your dev team may be gone. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Um, that's it for the for the Nindies. We are going to take some of the questions in our next segment, the question block. Mm-hmm. Um, where did you get these questions? I got these from the NVC email, which is nvc at ign.com. You can email that and send us anything you want. To see answered on the show that tangentially relates to Nintendo. Don't ask us like weird stuff like what we're eating for dinner or what you should eat for dinner. Chicken. Chipotle. Ca- Desert yeah. caviar. Wow. Desert caviar. <laughs> interesting, interesting group we have here today. I'm going uh, to the sausage sports club. Uh-huh. <laughs> my dinner. Don't eat the dogs. Joshua <laughs> asks, hi, my name is Josh. And my wife is getting me a Nintendo Switch for my 30th birthday. She's the best. She sure is. But there is one condition. It will also be our four-year-old's first gaming console as well. I'll let that sink in. Now I have to get games that will be okay for her to play. Of course, I'm getting Zelda for me, and I thought Mario Kart might be good for us. But do you all have any gaming suggestions for a four-year-old who has never played Ooh. a game before? I think the eShop isn't working. I think he means like the... Um, the uh, v- virtual console, console. Yeah. because we thought of getting something like an old Mario or Kirby game. Thanks for any suggestions and keep up the great work. Uh, what do you guys think? Mm. Pear, I mean, you're the only one of us that has tiny children. So you don't know, know that. Well, 16, 14, 15, and 11. So yeah, but my, they were babies but once, I, right? I did, I did start my daughter. <laughs> they're babies. I did start my daughter pretty early on games. And I remember when she was little, she'd play stuff like Wind Waker, and she'd just run around. You know, eventually she'd fall into the ocean on outside island and go, oh, no, and yeah. run away. <laughs> um, but, like, there, there are things that your kids can have fun with just with interactivity. Yeah. Um, I do think some of the, the indie titles were good. Yeah. 
Get, I was gonna get him I, started on tumbleweed, just uh, tumble seed. Just what? Move. That game no, is so it's hard, too, man. Too, yeah, too yeah. difficult. No, I was gonna rattle um, off a, a few quick yeah, ones. Uh, Minecraft, one. obviously, like that's one of the easiest ones in the world. Yeah, yeah. It's especially super, creative mode yeah, where you yeah. the, where you're not being attacked. So uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's PG. Like nothing really happens. I don't yep. think that like you, there's no blood or anything like that. You know, you can you can punch a skeleton yep. in the face, but that's about it. Um, overcooked. Absolutely. Obviously, uh, yeah. we're still waiting on the patch for that, but I don't think your child will notice that the frames go off a little bit when you screw up the pizza. Um, that's a good one. Uh, Namco Museum has a bunch of really cool, like sort of old school games that They're are really hard. hard. They're just They're hard. hard. Yeah. Like it's frustrating to constantly die, but I actually would say Mario plus rabbits is a good one because I agree. there is no, there's no reaction based uh, stuff and she'll just have fun, uh, you know, drawing the lines and figuring yeah. out what yeah. happens. And you honestly just walking around the overworld and collecting coins. Like, uh, there's no danger. So yeah. Lego city undercover is another great one. Mm. Um, I think that's something a child can totally enjoy. And it's, it's uh, silly too. Lego worlds is launching this week mm-hmm. with, yeah. on, on switch. I haven't gotten a chance to play that on Switch yet, Me but neither. I really dug it on consoles. Ooh, what um, about ARMS? Two-player. Yeah, ARMS is fun ARMS too. is just, I mean, yeah. make sure to use those straps because those controllers yep. don't go flying. Yeah. So. And, and to Paris' point, let her mess around in Zelda. Like, yeah. let her run around in the forest and yeah. meet a bunch of weird animals and, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, find start a, her on hard mode. Find mode. a safe yeah. spot. Just download that. What do you think? One, two, switch is just too esoterically weird, right? Like, um, no. like a launch snipper clips would be. I was going to say snipper clips yeah. is the perfect Ooh, one. Yeah, definitely. Good yeah, idea. not the milking game now. And then as a parent, you can say move over and blah, blah, blah. You so understand you yeah. when a kid plays yeah. the milking game, they're just like, this is funny and normal like cows. Oh, no, they It know. takes adults to be like, oh, <laughs> guess what he's doing to a yeah, cow. Yeah. Yep. yeah. All right, what else? I don't know what uh, no, I think it's a good list. Well, thanks for writing it, Joshua. Um, Heath asks, while the critical reception of the Switch hardware was more positive than negative, I think it's fair to say the commercial success of the console thus far has surpassed the initial evaluation of industry critics. Well more, said. More than a few outlets predicted this to be Nintendo's last gasp in the hardware market instead of signaling what seems to be a strong return to form. To what do you attribute this underestimation? Um, uh, I will go on record and say that I was one of the people that went on various shows and said that this thing is going to sink without significant third-party support um we still haven't seen that third-party support in the same way i think any of us would really really want promising start but not yeah yeah, not necessarily like a home run like we were yeah i thought that the big issues were battery life which i think it's mostly been okay with you know like we've all circumvented that with our weird portable charging scenarios and and third-party stuff and you know not getting first-party games out in time they've done a tremendous job of like hitting every other month or a month or so with a, a great triple a first party game and filling out the blanks in uh, spaces in between with indies so i i think specifically to heath's question uh the underestimation i feel like stems from uh i'm mostly the wii u yeah you know like nintendo nintendo has gotten progressively weirder with their hardware choices and it's it's paid off in the wii and not so much in the wii u and i think that that 13 million install base really hit them hard in terms of uh just what the industry at large thought of of their hardware uh, plans for the future, right. you know, and so for them to double down on the idea of like, well, it's a screen and it's a portable, but it's we also have the 3ds still. I think it was kind yeah. of shaky ground for them to yeah. say like, hey, here's our new console, and it's even weirder than the last one. Well, and yeah. the the Wii U stumbled from day one where they introduced it at E3 and no one knew what it was. Like, yeah. People didn't know if it was an attachment to the Wii or Isn't a new cool system. Ninja Star game though? Yeah, but, and then I think also the fact that we didn't get the Switch really revealed to us until t- 
two months beforehand. Right. Like in January and then March, like we knew so little leading up to it. It was easy to speculate. Yeah, there was you, have to, yeah. you have to feel it, right? Yeah. Like yeah. when you yeah. feel it, you're like, oh, well, there's something there. And then you then then when you hold it, you start digging it. I think the the challenge for anyone in the media or analysts or even gamers is that we judge we judge the future of these machines by the past, right? Like if you if you go back a while and you look at the 360 versus the PS3 and you think about the next generation, you'll go like, man, Microsoft built the most amazing ecosystem for online gamers. It's so reliable. It's awesome. All my friends are there. No way will they ever move to the PS4. And that's exactly what happened, right? right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's so easy. The, the console business is so fickle, and it's very rare that the same company is in the lead. And with the Wii, when we saw the original Wii, I think a lot of people said, that can't be a success because people who buy consoles crave more power. They want their console to be more powerful. And then you play Wii Sports, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I, I get why this could work. And then the marketing comes on top of that, and you're like, yeah. oh, okay, now I get it. I also thought that this thing would be competing more with sort of the time that people have with their smartphones. And it looks like yeah. a Vita, too. Yeah. Let's be honest, right? Like the yeah. Vita was not a success. Yeah, and the yeah. reality is is what, when you're in a plane or in a car somewhere on a tra- in a train tunnel, like sometimes your smartphone doesn't work. And it's not actually competing with your smartphone during those times. It's competing with your home consoles. Yeah. And right. your home consoles aren't there. So like when I'm in the sky playing Breath of the Wild, which, by the way, was the absolute best way to show off what this thing could do because it said right off the bat, like, this is not going to be a system where you'll play, like, little mini games. Yeah. This is going to be a system where you'll play a 200-hour RPG yeah. action game, basically. I think there were just so many odds stacked against this, right? Like, oh, yeah. shrinking it down to tiny size means, you know, not enough oomph. And it's a, quite a powerful device if you see what, what some of the games look like. Yeah. Not enough battery power. Uh, you can't play online when you're on the go. Well, but the Vita failed. People don't want a gaming-only device. Mm-hmm. They already have the iPhone, right? But people want the home console. But what is this thing? You can't lay it flat. It won't fit into your entertainment center. There were all these weird but what ifs, and then you not, play the thing. I mean, not like, to mention... has one of the best games of all time on it. Yeah, not, it. not to yeah. mention the sort of very public hesitance that we saw from a lot of third parties, right? <laughs> EA was like... Looks cool. We love Nintendo. Here's FIFA question mark. Ubisoft was like steep and a port of Rayman and Just Dance. Like yeah. we didn't Capcom know about Rabbids at the time, yeah. right? We just yeah. spent 25 minutes Where's discussing that. By the way, they're still working on it. They said they said specifically like the other day that they're, they're waiting for the snow to come back. Or <laughs> yeah, it's a weird yeah. summer game. Um, so no, I think it's yep. like you know, like we when we heard that they got that uh, third party devs got dev kits very late. Uh, and I started to get worried. I was like, games are not going to come to this thing. It's going to be all Nintendo again, and they don't have enough in the chamber to make it well, happen. Well, we also started hearing reports, like preliminary reports from from people like I, – I, I remember that statement from Eves, uh, from Ubisoft where he's like, look, I've seen Nintendo's new console, and I'm a, I'm a believer. Yeah. And that, that stuff started trickling in around the middle of last year. Yeah. And that was kind of the thing where it was like, oh, maybe they do have something on their hands that's like really yeah. worthwhile here. So – it's also like when we had heard about this, we had heard whispers about this con- this console like at E3 2016. Yeah. Like I heard from people working on it. Um, we kept that close to our chest. You know, there's some stuff that we let out. You know, we wrote the stories about them. But from what we had heard, it didn't sound really like it was going to pan- – it sounded huge and cumbersome. We pictured a Wii U gamepad where the controllers yeah. popped off the side and it had yeah. a 90-minute battery life. We, we actually, on NVC, if you go back, we had a lot of discussions about what we want Nintendo's next console to be. And, like, you know, Jose was very, very worried that a hybrid gaming device would actually be powerful enough to, to work, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he, at the time, and obviously the machine didn't come out. Like, it kept on, you know, the, 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 the date kept getting pushed. But, you know, he was very worried that 
any company could pull off this hybrid where it looks good enough on a big screen. Yeah. And I think that was that's like that was the big barrier to yeah. actually oh, yeah. like once you plug it in, you watch it on your TV and you go like, okay, it's not an Xbox One X, but it's good enough. Mm-hmm. And like seeing a game like Mario Kart running on this tiny little brick, it's freaking amazing. Gorgeous. Yeah. 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 So, so I think a lot of people went through that. Yeah. So those are all the chats we have for you this week. Um, but we will continue the NVC story live uh, at PAX. Yep. We're not going to live stream this, unfortunately, for our web audience. Sorry. Um, you know, it's, it's tough for us to, to set up um, at that venue. But uh, so this one is a special one for folks who are heading there. Hopefully we'll be able to record it for VOD for later. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure. That we'll, I yeah. know for a fact that we'll have audio. Um, I know that we're working on a way to get video, too. So what we will be doing um, at the Wyvern Theater on Sunday, night at 7.30 p.m. Um, with us three and we'll have Marty and Alana and maybe Goldfarb on. You know, we'll have some guests there as well. Uh, we will be trying to, uh, with your help, rank the best Nintendo games ever made. And what's fun about this is that this can be Donkey Kong, the original arcade game, and it can be The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So any game made, published, uh, you know, developed by Nintendo. So Mario plus Rabbids, Probably, Probably not, not not eligible. It's a Ubisoft game, even though it has Mario characters in it. I don't want to um, hear about Chrono Trigger, but certainly, <laughs> but certainly the first Banjo Kazooie. You know, Banjo Kazooie obviously uh, developed by Rare, but published by Nintendo. So it'll be really, really fun, and we're going to assemble a small list, and then we're going to open it up to the audience, and people can put games on the list and bump them and replace them, and we will hate each other by the end of the segment. Yep, you know, it's going to get rough. You know yes. those fights you see in the comment section when we upload a list. We're going to do it live. We're going to make We're one live. It to you live. <laughs> we need so, your help doing it. <laughs> so if you're in Seattle, you're at PAX, be sure to swing by. Don't be shy. Say hi. Introduce yourself and, and tell us where you're watching or listening to NVC. Speaking of which, if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to our channel. Leave a nice comment. If you uh, want to be extra nice, watch NVC on IGN and comment there as well. Um, you can, of course, also subscribe to the audio version um, wherever you're consuming podcasts. Um, you can actually stream it in lots of places. Uh, leave us uh, some nice feedback there as well so um, that is our episode of NVC for this week right on Uh, if people want to connect with you guys personally where can they do that uh, you can find me on Twitter at ZacharySD and uh, hopefully by Sunday I'll be over these sniffles I apologize for all that I don't even notice Uh, you can find me at Agent Bizzle and check out our first episode of Expert Mode when it goes up this week and I'm at JM Dornbush, and I will be playing the Splatfest this weekend. Oh man, Team Flight! Maybe oh, I'll be on a I'll be on the trip already. Me too. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. try and log in for Splatfest as yeah. well. So find me there, or find me on Twitter at paradign.com. Uh, paradign, sorry. And we're out. Get the thing. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.